100 days until kickoff for Wisconsin football. And at 6 o'clock, just two minutes ago, the scavenger hunt began across this beautiful state of Wisconsin. Uh, let's see here. Cities where you can find the helmets. Burlington. Hudson. Right here. Madison. Mineral Point. Oshkosh. Sun Prairie. Verona. Waukesha and Wausau. Rowdy, good morning, brother. You didn't see any uh, helmets of scattered about the, the Madison area when you're walking into uh, work this morning, did you? Yeah, they didn't hide any outside of our front door. We had Brian Lucas here just the other day, uh, the guy who, uh, where, was he in the Wausau or Wauwatosa? Which one was it? You Waukesha. Remember? Or Waukesha. He's in Waukesha with a Santa's bag full of uh, mini red helmets, and he went to a park at 3 in the morning. <laughs> Three in the morning, and was hiding these all around. So go get them, fans. Uh, they're out there. Uh, this off season has been pretty, pretty, uh, you know, titillating for everyone out there. Uh, in these ticket pa- or in these uh, prize helmets, though, uh, you can get all kinds of goodies. Uh, each helmet has a prize in it. That would be tickets to UW home games, Badger gear, gift cards from Bucky'sLockerRoom.com, and of course, Quick Trip and Culver's. Uh, and shields as well. And Rowdy, for people wondering what shields are, you you know what a shields is? Yeah, shields is is basically like a Dick's Sporting Goods, but in my opinion, nicer. No, I've never been to a shields. Um, also, don't forget, I believe Brian Lucas said the kind of the the grand prize or what most people thought would be the grand prize were. They actually have tickets to the Ohio State game Ooh, out there. and that's going to be a doozy. I mean, that's the premier game, obviously, uh, of the upcoming season for Wisconsin. Uh, Brian Lucas did send out a little email, uh, let's see here, yesterday before he probably had to go to bed early, get up uh, you know, at the crack of dawn, and go up there and hide a bunch of freaking helmets in, uh, <laughs> in Waukesha. Uh, but in this, an off-season of unparalleled excitement and anticipation. Uh, anticipation is translated into strong season ticket sales uh, for Wisconsin. So check this out. UW recently completed its uh, season ticket order order period for existing season ticket holders. Uh, their reorder percentage for season tickets, their reorder percentage, 95.2%. It's the highest it has been since 2018. God, remember like last year, Rowdy, before the season started? We had, we had listeners calling in saying that they weren't even going to renew their season tickets, uh, didn't want anything to do with it, and that held, uh, I think Beamer Bobby uh, sold his. They even tried to get him on the new upgrade uh, part of Camp Randall, and he said, yeah, no, thank you. There's, there's people last year just not wanting anything to do with season tickets. You remember that? Yeah, it's uh, quite the change. Yeah, uh, Quite the change in the last, well, calendar year. But also that season you were talking about, that was, if I remember correctly, that was uh, – Kind of right in the first few years of Paul Christ. Yeah. And 28. Where, where the team was really on the upswing. Yeah. And 2018. Um, yeah. So th- that's the highest they've had since this year. And now check this out on the premier ticket side of things. This is also after they went 12 and 0. Yeah. And then it all kind of. Isn't that when L20 broke? Then it got like, you know. Yeah. Uh, that was when the out. offensive line was on like the Sports Illustrated or the Sporting News, oh, whatever yeah. it was. They had just won. They went twelve and zero, and then they lost in that close game to Ohio State. Ugh. I mean, Ugh. it looked. Alex Hornerbrook ended up going and and being the Orange Bowl MVP, 
the, we thought the Badgers were going to be potentially this, like yeah playoff contenders. It'd be could they beat Ohio State and make the playoff? And that was when didn't they start the season in one poll ranked like fifth, fourth or fifth? Yeah, and then what did they end up finishing? Uh, Not good. Yeah, like seven and five ish. Wasn't wasn't good at all, and they ended up winning, winning one of the, what the the pinstripe bowl, if I remember correctly, and that's when we got Jack Cohn, right? Yeah, because that was when because Alex Hornibrook got knocked out. Hornibrook was in more ways than one, essentially benched. And uh, I think this uh, lineman uh, stopped wanting to play for him as well. There was some controversy surrounding one Alex Hornibrook. Of uh, God, I wish we could have got to the bottom of that story, man. Well, but yes, check this out on the premium ticket side of things. The Badgers are currently at approximately. 99% capacity with very limited inventory remaining both in the new south end zone seating area and the east side suites and the indoor club seats. So if you had the premier tickets, you're just about full up and done. <laughs> and you can drink in some of those. Yeah, so Wisconsin did finish 7-5 and five in the regular season, and that's when they got the ultimate beatdown against Minnesota. They did win the uh, oh, the yeah. pinstripe bowl to finish eight and five, but just to make you sick, you know who won the Big Ten West that year? It was Northwestern. Oh God, <laughs> Northwestern! <laughs> Northwestern was the one that got throttled uh, in the Big Ten championship game. So again, going into the 2018 season, it was the most amount of tickets that were reordered for Wisconsin. People were at a fever pitch, and now. It's come full circle. It's at a fever pitch again. Little different connotations. Well, though. I was going to say, like, just just growing up since basically the late 90s with Badger football, I would say that arguably the most exciting or excited you were for a Badger season was going into that 2018 season until this year. Yeah. I, this year for sure has surpassed it. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean... Y- and it was because of the, the Sports Illustrated or the Sporting News. It was because of the Alex Hornibrook Orange Bowl MVP because they did what they did going, you know, 12-0, and 0, losing to Ohio State, uh-huh. beating the hell out of Miami when everyone was saying the U was back, <laughs> turnover chain, my FNA. My FNA. Like, that was all. T- that was, again, we thought that the Badgers were right there. They were ready to take the next step. Remember, it was a, are they a, a tier one, uh, two looking to become a, a tier one yeah, with they, the big boys? Could they put both feet into the tier one, um, you know, column that says straddling the one and the two? Uh, that was 2018. Now, I haven't seen any Sports Illustrated covers for the Badgers coming Ew, this year. For reasons. I think we all know why. <laughs> uh, we're all very excited, though. Luke Fickle uh, company. I saw a guy, Matt Bernstein, hanging out rubbing elbows with Luke Fickle uh, yesterday. Uh, i got to try and get Bernie on one of these days. But, yeah, for uh, this coming year, uh, UW now has sold more season tickets than ever through its early bird season ticket sales. That was October 26th to January 6th. As fans obviously looking forward to the new era that's upon us with Luke Fickle. And uh, so let's see here. The most, uh, the biggest uh, season ticket renewal and, and retainment sales since 2018. The premier ticket seatings at 99% capacity. UW has sold more season tickets than ever during its early bird uh, season ticket sales. And now you have uh, people at, you know, probably fighting each other in parks right now trying to get these mini football helmets. <laughs> people are effing stoked and rightfully so. Uh, for Wisconsin football. Now, each of these helmets, uh, again, uh, are going to be out there. So if you're out there looking for it, you know who else is looking for it? I just saw him post it this morning. Rob Reichel. 
Robbie is yeah. out and about. Rob, well, hopefully he's got time at uh, 820. 8.20. Yeah, Rob Reichler, Packers Insider, Forbes.com. He's going to join us today. He had a post. If you go to his Facebook page, it's him, his two daughters, and his wife. And they're out looking at... Uh, oh, it's, Speak of the devil, I open the the Facebook right app. There? The very first post is Rob Reichel with his family out and about. <laughs> so if anyone's out there looking for him, and if you find any, Bob, please let us know. At 608-321-1670, today marks 100 days until the Badgers open up their season at home against Buffalo on September 2nd. Uh, let's see here. Uh, May, little dates for you. May 31st. Is new season tickets. <laughs> Second scroll down, Matt Bernstein hanging out with, with Luke, Luke Fickle in New York City. Is Big Brother, is the algorithm listening to us, or that just happened to you know pop up for your uh, Mark Zuckerberg just laid it out nice and tidy the for you there? One, actually, really funny. What is it? I'll tell you off air. Oh, it's an off air one? <laughs> Uh, new new season tickets May thirty first June fifth is the three game mini packs June twelfth to the thirteenth under uh, undergrad student season tickets uh, June nineteenth to the twenty third donor single game presale June twenty sixth the general public single game and then July twelfth graduate and professional student season tickets so there's your uh, jot that down if you haven't but yeah today is the one hundred days of football also coincides with Rowdy. I want to do a Twitter poll today. Which, uh, which are you, not you, but you're also involved, Rowdy, the royal you, which are you more excited for, Badger football, as I just gave you some crunch numbers here, everyone's excited for Badger football, or the great unknown that is the Green Bay Packers. Two unknowns going at it. Jordan Love in the Green Bay Packers, or Luke Fickle, Tanner Mordecai, air raid offense, et cetera, et cetera, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll put a Twitter poll out uh, and get into that. Um, it's an easy one for me. And you said this yesterday. You said Wisconsin, Wisconsin football for the Packers. It's more, uh, I'm cautious. I'm waiting and seeing, you know, if, if we get out there week one or two and love looks awful or love looks great, I feel like your emotions are going to swing one way and you're either going to be like, well, <laughs> this is a lost year. or Well, actually Jordan Love's pretty good. I'm trying to it think. It looks of, like we got something. Speaking of uh, 2018, uh, that's the last time that the Badgers had so many ticket sales. Uh, speaking of 2018, that's when the last time the Packers were absolutely putrid. Uh, they went six nine and one. Uh, Mike McCarthy got fired, and Aaron Rodgers was uh, looking like he was you know tossing games away. During the 2018 season, despite how bad the Packers were, I know I did. Did you, Rowdy, watch every single game? Yeah. yeah, and same. same thing with Badger football. Now, for ba- for Badger football, <laughs> both those years are tough. You look at their schedule though, and it's a they couldn't have asked for a more favorable schedule. Like on paper, if this was like Luke Fickle's third year at Wisconsin, and we saw that you know the machine really started roiling, uh, running and was oiled up, mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with somebody that told me this is an easy 11 and one schedule. Mm. Now it's the first year. It's the first year with a new grad transfer quarterback. It's the first year with a lot of new players that were brought in either by portal or recruiting. We had some guys leave. It's just very new. I wish this was Luke fickle year three (laughs) with this schedule and getting his players in and his system in versus Luke Fickle year one. Because now you look at it, it's like, man, they could go 11 and one. Yeah. Ohio State, 
They they lost a ton of players. You can go right on down the list. Some of the best teams in the Big Ten or, or some of the teams that they had lost to in games in which we thought they were going to win last year, a lot of those teams have a lot of question marks or lost good players. You look at what Wisconsin did. They hardly lost anybody of the transfer portal, anyone with any, you know, yeah. type of type of name. And then instead they added players. They they turned out a decently good recruiting class, especially for where it was at before Luke Fickle got there. It was like, man, if they only could have got this schedule two years later. And then, you know, Luke Fickle year one upon us, and then it gets different again in year two because now you welcome in USC and UCLA. Uh, all of a sudden the Big Ten is in flux, and things are now, I mean, that's not Luke Fickle's control or nothing, but things get different then again, Rowdy. Then you're like, all right, now what happens with the Big Ten because you had these two teams in? Yeah. Then like, things get even weirder. Next year we could be playing a, I guess in two football seasons, we could be playing a... Fox Big Noon kickoff, but it could be live from USC. Yeah. And instead of the quote unquote Big Noon kickoff, it would actually be nine in the morning in California. <laughs> the Big Noon kickoff at nine. Um, God, that's things get a little wacky around here. But man, it's frustrating because I remember we were talking about this like probably a month after the Badgers bowl win. And we were saying how, well, what's a good season? This is this is what the schedule looks like. And, you know, you could easily see them going 11 and 1. Well, then you kind of got to hike back expectations a little bit. And I remember saying like 9 and 3. If they if they can at least go 9 and 3 with this schedule and the returning players and the crop that they brought in, I would be happy with it. Thumbs up. We're going in the right direction. Yeah. And nine and three with that schedule doesn't look like you, you had the greatest year. You probably lost a couple games you weren't expecting to, Yeah. but then the win total came out and depending on where you looked, it was nine, eight and a half, eight and a half, nine. So that was like right on. So I, I think if you're a Badger fan, nine and three has got to be expectations. Yeah. Anything better than that. Huge thumbs up. So the Badgers over under was what again, Rowdy? Uh, depending on where you looked, it was eight and a half, nine. And the Packers are seven and a half? Yeah. And they play 17 games versus <laughs> 12. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, a lot of stuff to get into today uh, when it comes to the football side of things. Packers uh, were off of OTAs yesterday. Uh, they're back at it today. They'll go dark again until the 30th, and then OTAs pick back up. I've got some comments there. But, yeah, getting uh, you know, ju- going to you know, kind of see what your excitement level is. For Wisconsin football, uh, Green Bay Packers, both are exciting. Both I'm very stoked for. But which one kind of gives you the edge for See, both of them? It'll be interesting. You take the poll now. I feel like for me it's an easy one. But if you took the poll, say, at the end of September, I think it could be a different result because we will know what Jordan Love has looked like for, you know, two, three games, yeah, and we'll see kind of what this Badger season is going to look like. Because, yeah, they'll get they'll get through the, the Buffaloes and some of the lower tier in the first couple weeks, but then they'll start to play some of the tougher teams later at the end of September where you'll get to see really what they're made of. I think if we re-looked at it at the beginning of October, we might have different feelings on excitement levels. Yeah, it's funny with the Badgers. Like, I feel like everyone thinks they're going to go out and just be gangbusters and just you know dominate everyone uh, with all this excitement with Luke Fickle. And then the Packers, everyone's kind of holding their breath. It's a little little, little timid right now. They're like, uh, I don't know. We could be bad. We could be bad. I, see, I hear more people saying the Badgers are going to be really good than I hear the p- people saying the Packers are going to be really good. I hear more people saying the Packers are going to be bad then I do good. Same as you, Rowdy? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
83 years young to the great stage in the sky, Tina Turner. R.I.P. I used to play this song constantly after an Aaron Rodgers performance. No. Every time Rodgers would go out there and just sling that ball around for the Packers. Other time I was there in attendance, it was the Kansas City Chiefs came to Lambeau Field. Rodgers had like five touchdowns and ungodly amounts of yardage. Just dragged the big hog around everywhere. <laughs> I slept in the studio after uh, Monday Night Football. Came back. Or, was Sunday night or Monday night, one or the other. Slept in the studio, then did the show, and just played this song at nauseating levels for Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because he's the best. Better than all the rest. Tina Turner, 83, a Swedish citizen. Switzerland. Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland, excuse me. Ten years ago, got uh, I think it was a decade or plus. Yeah, I think it's more than that. He said, USA, nah. Go to Switzerland. Well, her, but I think she toured a bunch over there. Her too. husband at the time was European of somewhere. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> she probably so, had a few Swiss bank accounts. Probably, <laughs> she's worth a lot of money. Uh, but yeah, that and yeah, she stopped touring the U.S. and then like was making more money touring in Europe anyway. Yeah, at so, the I peak, mean, if you're over there, why not? <laughs> at the peak of Tina Turner's career. Uh, she once insured her legs for $3.2 million. She needed a date, man. Hell of a set of legs on her, I'll tell you that. Yeah. $3.2 million for those legs of hers. Tina Turner, mm, tribute show. Yes, sir. And then there's this. Our guy G-Dub on Twitch says, I know Tina Turner has passed away. R.I.P. He also wants another tribute as someone else is going to be going away for a while. We say goodbye to one Fetty Wap. This is for G Dub. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. No. Fetty Wap's going to the clink for six years. What's up, more? Come on. Drug trafficking. Oh, no. G Dub goes. Not so surprised. <laughs> Uh, let's see what did G-Dub say. He goes, I know it's Tina's day, but can we get a little Fetty Wap, Trap Queen? He's going to prison for six years. <laughs> there you go, G-Dub. Fetty Wap, he is, uh, yeah, he's gone. He's gone away for a while. I think there's some like mixtapes and albums in the clink. Gucci Mane did, so. That is true. You can at least write. Yeah, you can definitely write. <laughs> Read and write. <laughs> you can do that. Work out if you want, you know. Get that kind of that prison yoke. Man. Fetty Wap, I don't think I've thought about him or his music collection since probably this song the mid-2010s. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought he, I forgot he even existed until I saw yesterday he's going to prison for six years. Oh, hey, he's got six children. He must have accumulated those pretty quickly. One, one kid for every uh, year in prison. One born in 2011, 2015, two in 2016, two different ladies. Uh, <laughs> hey, good for Fetty Wap. See, a lot of those were post-2015 because that's like when all the music came out. Yeah, then he got his money. <laughs> yeah. and I hum- like how this says. Five out of the six kids came six post-2015. Six children with five women, but all the names of the women with the six children are all different. So somebody changed their name at some point. Interesting. Time. All right, there you go. <laughs> Tina Turner to Fetty Wap. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? What's up, boys? Hey, Polly. What's going on? 
Hey, uh, Tina Turner, three point two million is out of. I'd have wore those legs like earmuffs. <laughs> Love Mad Max Thunderdome. <laughs> Tina Turner, great in it. Hey, I got to say also, there's plenty to do in Green Bay. It's not, it, obviously it's not Madison. You want to golf, you got that. You want restaurants, no, no, you got yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I there's agree. There's a rest center. Almost everything that would come to Madison comes to Green Bay as far as concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to see Andrew Dice Clay there myself. Boom. <laughs> Andrew Dice <And>, uh, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about names you haven't heard from in a while. How old is he now? I thought he was dead. I don't. He's not dead, but he, you know, I'm sure he's still funny. He's not dead, I mean, but he's barely breathing. He is. <laughs> he's not dead, but I'm sure he's still about, funny. He's old. He's 65. I thought he was older for some reason. Talking about Green Bay, um, my my work usually gives me free tickets to Packers Family Night. Yeah, nice. Last year I got like nine of them. So if you guys end up coming up, or uh, G Dub, or any of those guys, normal. We all are family here. Oh, You're right. Open Bobby. invite. We all are family here. Yeah. So let me know. Um, can you imagine? Studding a horse? Can you imagine? You're going to have to have a five gallon bucket to catch that. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. That's I mean, much. Because I don't think they always let them go at it. I think sometimes they just collect it and freeze it for later. You know How'd you like that to be your job? You're the you're the collector of the stud. You, they trick you, and then they, you yeah. go up to it. I've seen the, like, I've seen yeah. those machine things they yeah. have. How'd you like to have that job? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, hey, sorry, Paulie. Uh, you drew the short end of the stick today. It's time to stud out this old great Mary. I know she ain't what she used to be, but it's time to go stud her out. Let's go or him out. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, tonight's a big night. So. Um, yeah. Can the Celtics we'll pull see. off the improbable? Honestly, man, it's never been done. So. I guess we'll see. I mean, top to bottom. If everybody's being honest with themselves, the Celtics are the superior team, um, talent-wise, in my opinion. I I think that's true. Um, They just let some stuff slip in the first three games. If they win tonight, you know, if they win, then I think the the pressure starts to shift a little bit, and maybe, who knows. If they can get it to 3-3, it's anybody's ball game. So I'm just hoping they can get it to 3-3. Yeah. And as far as as far as your poll goes, yeah, as a Bears and a, a Bears fan and a Michigan man, which are you more excited about, Paulie, the Badgers or the Packers? Do you look at it at a different angle than the rest of us? I personally am not excited about either of them. But if I were a fan of both of them, I would say Wisconsin because you got Fickle coming in, you got a good quarterback, you sucked last year, so the only way is up. Right. I was thinking it this no. way, Paulie. Like, as a fan that you are for Michigan and the Bears, you could be excited. Like, you could say, "I'm more excited about the Packers because I think they're going to suck this year." Therefore, I'm excited about well, that. Well, that's what that was going to be. My other side of, of the coin is the Packers were actually good last year, and you don't know what they're going to be th- this year. So it's the great unknown. What you want to know about the Packers is what's going to happen. There's nothing to really be excited about there. There's something to be excited about when you talk about Wisconsin. Yeah. So that's my logic. You, you got it, Polly. Love it. Anything else, brother, before I let you go? Uh, no, I'm sure I'll call back. I got to go throw some laundry in. So I got to go throw a load in the in the washer. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the size of a, you know, a stud horse. See you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> See you, buddy. Later. All right, so, yeah, I, I, I'm envisioning, like, if you're not a Packer or a Badger fan and you'd, like, loathe those teams like Polly does, he would be probably more, ex- he'd be more excited about the Packers because the perception is the Packers will probably stink this coming year yeah. as the Badgers are supposed to be gangbusters. I think that makes sense. Line two, good morning. 
Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Goodbye, yeah. Captain Kirk. Thank you for waiting on hold for all of that. Giant of my drop in. That was good. All the. Yeah, I'll don't listen anyways. <laughs> I can't say that on the air. <laughs> All right. I did want to bring this up. Rowdy uh, messaged me something very intriguing. Uh, Mike from Portage also hit me up with it. And it's involving the Brewers in Major League Baseball in American Family Field. Uh, but before we get into that, let's get into the Brewers. Another shutout of the Houston Astros. That's two in a row. Adrian Hauser, five and one-third innings, only giving up two hits, three strikeouts. Yeah. Looking pretty good. Back-to-back shout-outs for the house man, yeah? Yeah, so Hauser was a guy that going into the season was projected to be the long man out of the bullpen. He was going to be a guy that if you needed a spot start, he'd be there. If you needed him to log two, three, four innings after a, a guy got blown up or you had a huge lead, that was going to be his role. Uh, he He didn't make the starting rotation out of spring training, but then all of a sudden the groin issue popped up that he was dealing with since basically June of last season. Cause if you go back and look Adrian Hauser in 2021 was really, really good. That was obviously his best career year. 2022, he looked good for about the first two months and then all of a sudden it went South and then it turned out he was trying to pitch through a groin injury and then he really never could get past said groin injury. Even with spending time on the IL. Well, that flared up again. So he was he was out for like the roughly the first month of the season. They get him back and again, expecting him to be a relief pitcher. Well, due to every single injury <laughs> known to man that the Milwaukee Brewers and their bullpen and starters have suffered, he's thrusted right in there into the starting rotation. He's not even a guy that had worked, you know, his his legs or stamina back to be able to even throw a hundred pitches in a game. And he was thrusted in there, but all of a sudden you look in his last two starts, you could say he's been the best starter yeah. for the Milwaukee Brewers. The last three weeks, a bit of surprise. Hauser went six and 10 with an ERA of 4.73 last year, 30 year old righty getting it going now. And, Good for him because someone's got to pick it up, Rowdy. I mean, <laughs> they're all about, injured. Think Someone's about if it. he wasn't able to do this the last couple times. We thought that Corbin Burns was going to be the stopper, right? He's the ace. If you're playing bad, you need your ace to come in there with his ace stuff and, and will you to a victory. Yeah. Well, Corbin Burns pitched pretty well a couple starts ago. The offense didn't get him any runs. And then obviously was anything but a stopper in his last go around. But yeah, they needed starts from Adrian Hauser like that. And we're seeing him, you know, go four innings and then four plus. Now he's at five plus. Like he's only gaining uh, the ability to pitch deeper and deeper into games as he gets healthier and healthier and farther out from this injury. Again, uh, they needed it. Imagine if yeah. Adrian Hauser wasn't able to go out and give him five plus. Yeah. Well, <laughs> How about this game yesterday, though, boys? Because it was like over in a blink of an eye. It yeah. was two hours and nine minutes. It's the fastest nine inning home game for the Brewers since September sixth, two thousand and eight. Yeah. The, the like two thousand eight. It, it, it was one of those at like two thirty three. The post game show was done. I know. And like I'm like, what just happened? I was. I was at home listening on the radio, yeah. and because you know, once the game ends early, I gotta kind of like cause make sure everything's okay for Grant shows coming up. Yeah, I was like, oh my, I'm like an hour early in the logs. Like right. this is insane. Yeah, two hours and nine minutes. 
We just have to remember that when games get over early, we need to build the log. <laughs> you need to build um, the log. Yeah, the first four innings Otherwise, went Grant by in upset. 50 minutes. Yeah, it's I RJ, Rowdy. It's crazy. It's nuts. Now, I love how uh, the Madison Mallard Sam was in here yesterday from the Mallards. The, They're the doing gym. a pitch clock. They're doing a pitch clock in the Northwoods League. Johnny's not Donnie happy. Scott, not <laughs> pleased about it. Have you guys come around to the pitch clock at all yet? Two hours and nine minutes is like, ins- that's I, insane. That's a that's less than a college basketball game. I really haven't been opposed to it. It's more or less the arbitrariness, is that a word? Sure. Yeah, okay, um, that's of right. how umpires are monitoring the pitch clock, or they could just be like, Yep, yep. You, didn't, you didn't look at him. What do you mean I didn't look at well, him? Well, there was ball? one. I can't remember who it was, but uh, he was not 100% in the box. Yeah. And, you know, the batter has to be in the box at a certain time. The pitcher has to be ready to throw by a certain time. Yep. We know the rules. Well, the batter had like one foot in, one foot out, and he was like half turned. Well, they called him for an automatic strike on the batter because he, quote-unquote, wasn't in the box ready to go when the pitcher wasn't, wasn't even, even on, on the, the rubber. He was standing behind <laughs> the mound. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, uh, was it Willie Adamas? Who, like, there was... By the way, another dinger for Willie. Clearly, a, who was it against? It was clearly a ball. And he's like, what's going on here? <laughs> and, and, like, the very next... He's in the box, looking forward, and well, well I think there's and the, um, immediately just calls a strike even before pretty much the pitch is right? even thrown, and it was even higher and out of the box than the the first one. Well, some of the umpires also kind of umpire it a little bit differently, where some of them, when it gets like the pitch clock gets down to like zero, yeah, almost like the NFL in the snap, you get the extra pulse. Well, it, and then others are like jumping out of there right away, saying, "Oh." The, That's a ball. The because I've read as long as the pitcher is engaged with the batter, which means he could be looking at him at three seconds. That's fine, and then you're allotted as much time as you want after that. Because yeah, I've seen guys throw after the pitch clock hits zero. Yeah, some of them are out there like. Boom! Right when it hits zero, yeah. and they are—they're saying, "Hey, that's a ball. You—you you haven't let it." Some of them are letting them have this—the second or two to, yeah. to go in and do it. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a up in, for interpretation how it's being handled. But I think overall, if we're gonna go with a pitch clock, because I'm still not a huge fan of it. I get You're that it speeds out. up the game, but it just feels like some of the stuff is, is rushed a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I was going to do it pitch clock, instead of being, you know, like your 20 seconds, 15 seconds, I think I would move it up to like 30 because I feel like in 30 after 30 You're seconds, then yesterday wouldn't have not been two hours and nine. Minutes. Yeah. But there's some the of those situations oh, where it's like, how about th- there was another one brought up on, I believe it was Sunday night baseball or MLB network. One of the two, but it was when the Mets were playing and Justin Verlander was pitching and Justin Verlander, you know, it's a deep count, right? He's just thrown 10, 12 pitches mm-hmm. and the guy hits a ground ball to first base and the guy's fast. So Justin Verlander's got to sprint over to first base, make a play, and then right, a, you know, within 15 seconds has to be back on the mound 
throwing again. Yeah. Where it's like you could noticeably see that he was kind of like, he was huffing a little bit because he just, <laughs> he just sprinted 90 feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just sprinted 90 feet after throwing like to this long at bat. Now, I get it. Some people roll their eyes and be like, well, he's got to be in shape. But that's different because that's something a pitcher isn't necessarily um, used to. Right. Or let's be honest. There are jokes made pretty much your whole life growing up about how Chicks pitchers. the long ball. Pit, like, it, it's like the kicker and punters in football. It's like, oh, the pitchers don't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kind of sit over there and Come work back. on whatever. But they're not They're not athletes. They're not in shape. <laughs> I but seen... now that's going to affect you pitching-wise. Yep. Like, if all of a sudden you're out of breath and you, you can't get back to almost, I don't know, uh, catching your breath or, or being able to slow it down, you are not going to be able to pitch as well. Right. Now, I'm not for the guys that sit there and toss out four or five balls and got to <laughs> rub them up, and you're like, ah, nope, don't like yeah, this one. Yeah. Get me a new Boo. one. Like those guys, yeah, okay. But I feel like in 30 seconds, so adding a little bit of time, I feel like you would eliminate all of the nonsense, but yet some of those borderline calls, because there's probably yeah. one or two borderline calls a game, yeah. would be – they wouldn't be a thing, and right. it, but it would imagine still, it would speed it up. Instead of thirty-five minutes, it would speed it up probably I don't know twenty. Imagine Bartolo Colon in a pitch clock and a sprint after sprinting the first base. <laughs> well, he was an athlete, <sighs> or like uh, he could hit home runs. Who's another big fat pitcher? Uh, David Wells, David Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Babe Ruth, <laughs> the Babe. Hey, line one. Good morning. Who's this? Ray King. It's Corey. Hey, Corey. What's up, brother? So I got a question. Isn't the uh, Work games pretty fast. Long time ago, in like before eight, all the advertisements, like three hours. Yeah, but you know why? You know why some of that is, and they'll never actually say this because um, it'll mess with their money. Is a lot of those games weren't televised, or they didn't have okay. TV coverage. Where it's like, you know what? You could run out and back and forth from the dugout to the field throw your five warm-up pitches or whatever, and then we're ready to go. Well, now, you know what? We're going to have to elongate this because we got to make sure we get in our four-minute commercials. So, really, this, the three-hour-plus concept in baseball taking too long was more of a modern, like, once the broadcast started coming in. Yep. We think that's probably where it started. I, Corey, I personally do. It, it took three hours and it took over three hours and was it three hours and like 11 minutes was an average baseball game? Like, and I get it. Now there's other guys that are going to take advantage of it and throw over or do whatever and, and take forever just because they don't want to pitch or throw to the guy. I get it. Those, but I feel like it's few and far between. They wanted to get in all of those commercials. I know you're older than, than all of us here in the studio, but there weren't FS1s. There weren't, you know, you had like your Farmer 5 where you might get a game on Fox. Okay. Now, it's, now it's on like four different networks. I got, the, I got the average time dating all the way back to... Yeah. 2000? Jesus. To no, to the year 1905. Yeah. In 1905, a nine-inning game was one hour and 41 minutes. Wow. Average. <laughs> it didn't hit two hours until the year 19... 19- 40, the early, late 30s, early 40s. Wow. And the longest it ever was, was 2021. Three hours and 11 minutes. People were on the move back in the day. They had to get going. Yeah, they had to bail some hay, feed their cows. Things to do. Short life. Put up a barn. But you know what else there wasn't? I think this is a good point going back. You know what else there wasn't a ton of? 
pitching changes. You had guys, that, especially yeah. way back when, it was the same dude going Complete out there and throwing yeah. every say. You didn't when have a guy bad. coming out yeah. to the mound every other you know hitter. You didn't have you know a guy coming out to pitch to two guys. Then we're going to the bullpen to go grab somebody else. All right, we actually used six relievers tonight instead of the one guy that threw a complete game. Mm-hmm. So then I got one last point to make here. Well, you had mentioned about all these guys when they're throwing like a bunch of pitches in a row, what have you, and are starting to get kind of gassed. Maybe an addendum they can make then to the rule is that, or to this pitching clock deal, is that like every intra-inning, so like if it's within the same inning, and I know it's another another layer of cuts around to add to the umpire's plate, but like if it's 10 to 15 pitches right in a row, then they say, okay, the pitch clock is put at like a minute instead of 15 seconds for like that. You know what I'm saying? For like that one last for the tenth pitch or whatever, yeah. and then it goes back to being 15 seconds behind pitches. So then they get somewhat of a break, mm-hmm. you know, be within that inning. Um, so maybe that's something they'll, they'll probably take a look at after season, after they get all the data in and stuff, and see what they can do. But yeah, I like it. I like seeing a lot more motion and a lot more action on the bases, and no more just like hit a home run or strike out type BS that they've been doing for the past five years and. Uh, kind of getting back to what the concept of baseball is, you know. Yeah. So that, that's all I got for free Corey, guys today. You're the man, so, you're the man brother. Day. Much love, buddy. Have See you. All right, 100 days until kickoff for Wisconsin football against Buffalo. 100 days away. And with that, UW did their 100 days to kick off a scavenger hunt around many different cities here in our beautiful state of Wisconsin. That would be Burlington, Hudson, Madison, Mineral Point, Oshkosh, Sun Prairie, Verona, Waukesha, and Wausau. Uh, if you're out and about, I want to give you an update here uh, for this, uh, this scavenger hunt. Everything has been found in Oshkosh. Everything has been found. Uh, let's see here. Everything has been found in Waukesha. Everything has been found in Madison. Everything has been found in Verona. Uh, and everything has been found in Burlington. So there are the ones that uh, cities can cross off the list. There are a couple more that you can still find some things. Uh, Sun Prairie not, has not been everything found yet. So some you know people in the Madison area, go check out Sun Prairie. Or Southwest Wisconsin Mineral Point stand up. Let's go. Brian Lucas and the gang must have done a, a, a lot better here hiding stuff. Yeah, what did he say? Because yesterday? I think he said last year, that which was the first year they did it and you know got a lot of buzz, was pretty much everything was found at every location in the first like forty five minutes. Yeah, it's like not even half an hour or something like that. We're, we're at over two hours, and there's still some locations out there where you can find a helmet. Yep. So go get it. Uh, you can find all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, one of our listeners, Dana, she's got Iowa uh, tickets to go see Iowa, Wisconsin. Uh, that's pretty cool. The gr- the grand prize that is the Ohio State tickets are out there. Uh, yes. Uh, other, other things that are out there. Sorry, I read the uh, Twitch comments here. And if Nothing you in don't cross. really know nope, what sorry. we're talking about, but you're kind of out there looking, the helmets are about the size of a softball. Yeah, they're not the tiny little ones you get from the quarter machines like when you were a kid. Yeah, they're like the size of a... If you're looking on Twitch, you can see some behind me. They're like they're, they're the really cool, you know, uh, really cool helmets. You also can get, let's see here... Uh, UW home game tickets, Badger gear, gift cards from Bucky's Room.com and Quick Trip, as well as prizes from Culver's and Shields. Uh, so that goes from 6 a.m. and they said it will run till 9. Well, the way this is going, a lot a better hiding spots than last year. You were totally correct, Rowdy. So 100 days until kickoff. The question now is, which are you more excited for? 
Oh, obviously, both excited for for both of them. But which are you most excited for? Wisconsin football or the Green Bay Packers? Two kinds of different eras beginning here: uh, Jordan Love era and the Luke Fickle era for each of those two teams. Uh, speaking of uh, Packers and the scavenger hunt, Rob Reichel, Forbes dot com, he'll be joining us in about fifteen minutes. He was out with his family looking for him in uh, his area. I I have not seen Robbie post any updates. If he found any or not. Yeah, we'll have to get an update to see if he sniffed any out. Um, I'm looking at his Facebook right now. Nothing. Just a picture of him out there with the fam looking around. So go get him, Robbie. Hopefully he found himself some tickets. Uh, all right, so, Nelly, we'll get the Packers coming up here again with Robbie, uh, Rob Reichel. Um, this very intriguing story. You sent it to me. Uh, Mike from Portage sent it to me. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers apparently are in some trouble. With Major League Baseball, they have received some serious warnings from the league concerning American Family Field. They say when the Brewers first opened Miller Park then in 2001, state of the art, obviously, uh, we did see, uh, what, not too long ago, they were trying to put into the budget uh, to have, what was it, $300 million in renovations, something like that? There was some, some big-time money in reserva- uh, renovations. Yeah, well, one, there was the surplus that the state had and some was going to be allocated to the Milwaukee Brewers for upgrades, blah, blah, blah. But then there was also the budget, like you were talking about where they were going to put in money from the state to the Milwaukee Brewers over a, I believe it was like a 10 year period. Yeah. 290 million. That's what it was there to help fund the Milwaukee Brewers for their stadium renovations. I believe it was, it's mostly that has to do with the roof. Yeah, so they said um, here, Major League Baseball has told the Brewers that they need to repair American Family Field to ensure it remains an MLB-caliber ballpark. While the league did not give the Brewers uh, explicit ultimatum, it was made clear that Major League Baseball will not allow American Family Field to, quote, deteriorate as the, as the Oakland County Stadium has. Uh, last month, the A's announced the land purchase agreement in Las Vegas, yada, yada, yada. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manford will be in Milwaukee for the Brewers game against the Giants today as part of a tour of all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums, and he wants to outline the league's expectations when he meets with Brewers officials today. See, I was actually surprised to see that article because, remember, not too long ago, uh, what do you think, maybe a year or two ago, uh, there were all those articles that surfaced about, you know, kind of ranking every single organization based on, you know, fandom, blah, blah, blah. But it went right on down with almost every aspect of a major league baseball organization. Yeah. And the Milwaukee Brewers actually scored really, really well for like stadium atmosphere, for the cleanliness of bathrooms and uh the quality of food and like the health and the health and safety codes like Milwaukee was actually pretty high up there on all of them. And they were pretty much top 10 out of 30 major league baseball teams in almost every single category. Who's the word? Was it Tropicana field? Tropicana field was really bad in Tampa. And there was another one that, Oh, it was the Coliseum in Oakland. Those two were like bottom of the barrel and everything. Remember, we were reading descriptions yeah. on like the health codes and cleanliness, where it was like, yeah, some people would say they would get to work in their little, uh, their little uh, suite to to deal out food, and there would be rats in That's Tampa. Some cockroaches. Like, I've never seen a rat at Miller Park. Well, when Cubs fans come, 
That's rats. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. But anyway, like, I, I was actually surprised to see this article because that wasn't from very long ago. That was like a year or two ago. Yeah. And Milwaukee had came out and and actually were rated pretty well. But it makes sense if this is more for like the retractable roof because it is a stadium yeah. now that is so twenty plus years old. The Brewers said earlier this year that American Family Field needs an estimated. $448 million in repairs. How, here's my question. When you're running a baseball franchise and a really nice park like American Family Field, how do you let it get to almost a half a billion dollars in repairs? I might have an idea on this. I'm listening. So. They're not doing their job? Growing up, did you ever play MLB The Show? I did. You could have like a a franchise or a, a, a the franchise mode, yeah, where you had to take care of your franchise, aka if you were like the Milwaukee Brewers, and you had to take care of the field, so you had to pay for like upgrades of the sure. turf and blah blah blah. You had to pay for stadium upgrades and all the food and blah. It, it was, uh, let's just say. Yeah, always put it off because you hated spending all the money in franchise mode to upgrade the fields and the stadiums and put more bleachers in and blah, blah, blah. But, but the reasons why I never liked doing that is because I always would have more money for my roster. And that's what I cared about as the franchise owner. Uh I wanted more money allocated to my team so I could go out and spend in free agency. Eh. Who cares? My my field's looking like it's pretty low and needs a resurfacing. Well, Don't need to spend the money yet. We still got some months before I got to spend. Apparently, Adonazio doesn't do either of That's those That's what things. I was going to say. He doesn't do either In of the them. game, it was because I wanted a better yeah. roster. Clearly, it's not that they're spending. The two off-season moves were Brian Anderson <laughs> and Wade Miley. <laughs> now, am I going to say that they just, you know, they didn't do anything? Because both of those guys have been... Anywhere from decent to above average. Yeah. I mean, they are players that are worth what they got paid for sure. But that's all they did. And they spent less than $10 million in free agency. <laughs> and you have the Mets and the Padres and some of these other teams that they threw away $10 million on like one relief pitcher and called it good. Yeah. And then he's, he's just pocketing the cash. We can buy more sports memorabilia or an English Premier League team up, you know, in England. Yeah. So I'm wondering where all of this Where's the money? money has went to because it hasn't went to the roster. Why, did, why does it got to come from the taxpayers? Now, I understand. I well, understand that they did renovate all of the spring training facilities a few years ago, mm-hmm. but he already used that excuse in their budget yeah. from years ago. Okay, and now that Major League Baseball, Rob Manford, they're kind of hanging over the Brewers' head now uh, how the A's can relocate and move to Las Vegas. Now they're kind of like, you know, are they playing chicken with the Brewers? To be like, hey, if you don't get this done, guess what? We might just move you. Yeah, because obviously Las Vegas will most likely be taking the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the writing's on the wall with all of that. Yep. But if you look at some of the other cities that have been mentioned about potentially grabbing a baseball team, Nashville is one of them. Yep. Uh, Montreal, that experiment once again was one of them. Obviously, Vegas. Were they talking about Oklahoma City at one point? Uh, I think it was like Vancouver. Yeah. So in British Columbia, Canada. Where's the money, Mark? Those, uh, Seattle, no, um, was it Portland? Portland. Portland. No, we don't want to do that. Yeah, Portland, Vancouver, Nashville, Montreal, there might have been another there one was or one so other in one, there. I think. But anyways, but whatever. They're they're clearly 
I don't want to say threatening, but they're clearly bringing this up to markets like Milwaukee saying, if you don't do this, you know, we do have cities. Yep. The $448 million in repairs. Where's the money, Ananasio? Where's the money, Ananasio? Oh, it's coming from the taxpayers. Uh, Line one, good morning. Who's this? Matt and Cross Plains, boys. Oh, Matthew, good morning. I'm fantastic. How are you? Yeah, two two days in a row. I I love it. I got to chime in, you know, because, you know, stadium referendum is like my forte. Hey, let's make it a sweet three-peat You guys went through this with the Cubs when you had concrete falling on people's heads, and then you had to put up nets for a little bit, and then all of a sudden they said, you know what, maybe we should renovate Yeah, and during all that, too, I remember pictures of the Cubs fans all pissing in cups. All around the stadium in Wrigley in the corners. I remember seeing that too, because like, we're renovating the bathrooms. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta get rid of those troughs, even though it uh, it moves the line along. Uh, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm a trough guy. Million dollars. I just uh, we just did an interview with the Home Crew Coalition, so they have a group of people uh, going around the state talking to people about uh, why the Brewers are important. The Wisconsin Brewers, they even call them. Uh, so hey, Evo. Rowdy, let's use your tax money. Let's keep the Brewers here because we definitely don't want to lose them like we lost the Braves, right? That's terrible. Same thing with the Bucks when they built Pfizer for them, right? Don't use my money. Thing. The NBA was use Mark Ananasio's money. Hey, Mark, you know, you know, the billionaires make the millionaires. Come on, what are you talking about? What are the millionaires um, make? But them? anyway, the, I don't know. The, the ten thousand. <laughs> are, are we doing like trickle down like, economics here? <laughs> Yeah, voodoo economics. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, the other team, the other city was San Antonio, by the way. They're, they're oh, looking okay. to uh, have MLB team as well. Where's the but, yeah, Lebowski? So I think, uh, hey, hey, I'm all for the Brewers staying in Milwaukee. It would really suck to go to Milwaukee and just see a big uh, shopping mall. Well, you're for it, Matt, because you're a Cubs fan. You could go to Milwaukee, and it's a lot cheaper to go to the yeah. uh, American Family Field than it is down in Wrigley, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is, but you know, I don't. I don't think about that type of money when I go to those games. You yeah, you are a baller. You You're a baller. Lots, you got to just spend lots of money. You know, it's okay. You're, You're a baller. Shot caller. Like the zone golf outing. I'm. I'm there for the experience. But hey. but with hey. all those prizes, I'm going to keep practicing. Is it true? The uh, is it true you got 20 inch blades on your Impala? <laughs> uh, I wish I had an Impala right now. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, you got 20 inch blades no, on like I'm, a Ford I'm, Escort. Uh. Countrymen, you know. Oh hell yeah, baby, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But anyway, yeah. Let's let's go, Brewers. Let's spend Evo and my tax dollars to keep the uh, the Brewers here. We got a surplus. What are you gonna do with it anyway? I would love nothing more. I would love to get an itemized. Like I would love nothing more than get an itemized sheet of where every single penny of where our tax money went. And then everyone that okayed it, I'd love to get them in a room with that sheet of itemized. Like explain this. Explain this. Explain this, and then beat them relentlessly to get my money yeah, back. Schools and healthcare. Schools and healthcare. Like and you, know, you know, in Sonic, you, you know, in Sonic the Hedgehog, when he's got all the rings, and then he gets hit by a bad guy, and all the rings go everywhere. Like he, he gets hit, and all the rings fall out of him. That's what I yeah. want to do to politicians. I want to hit them so much that all their money falls out, and I get it back. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's a fun game. I've been doing it for fourteen plus years. Hitting Evo, politicians? I don't know. They no, not hitting politicians. Oh. Listening to them. Oh, sorry. Making them, making them look good. You know. Yeah, that does sound like a fun good. game, actually. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed, it is. But hey, you don't want to lose the Brewers. So whatever uh, Mark Adonacio wants to uh, throw in towards the pot that the state gives them, more power to them, oh, yes. and uh, maybe they can, uh, you know, improve the. Uh, 
fan experience a little bit more and you know here's how you here's how you immediately improve the fan experience when you go to the self-serving vending machines the self-serving beer machines you take away the tip option who am i tipping why am i tipping on a self-serving indeed matthew indeed we love you buddy that was my last complaint when i was there the guy was like hey how come you're not tipping me and i'm like what What'd you do? He's a karma. I just karma. gave him a, I gave him a five dollar bill and I said, "Hey, next time I come, I'm not tipping you." Uh, here's a tip: don't take any wooden nickels. Hey, you the man, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a good one too. Hey, what do you think, Rowdy? An itemized sheet of everything where your tax money went down to the penny, and you get to confront everyone and ask them why they spent it on you know insert item here. Well, one that would never happen. No, because you wouldn't be. They wouldn't want to show you their kickbacks Two, <laughs> a candy bar on the itemized list would all of a sudden be a dollar would all of a sudden be a thousand dollars. And you'd be like, why is that a thousand? Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's like uh, same for like going to the hospital for the medicals. It's like, OK, you there was a box of Kleenex in my room. Why is a box of Kleenex worth four hundred dollars? I could go to Walgreens and get one for a dollar. Why are you charging me for four hundred? I didn't even use it. I had a great phone call off air from our guy, Corey and Marshall. Corey uncensored. Got a little heated about the Milwaukee Brewers and a potential market on Asio. What was it? Sandbag and the Brewers? You know, not investing in the team. You now Major League Baseball is taking a visit today to make sure it's up to snuff. They want uh, are warning the Brewers to make sure that they're keeping up with uh, renovations of American Family Field. Otherwise, they can yank it. Yeah, J.A. Krebs chimes in and says that uh, basically Rob Manfred is helping the Milwaukee Brewers get... Uh, Public money. Yeah, public. <laughs> now, normally I would play Led Zeppelin right here for the one and only Rob Reichel. Instead, I'm going to play this. Say that I'm shortly about to be, because I've got a golden ticket. Rob Reichel. I've got a golden chance to. Did you find the, well, not golden, but the Cardinal Red Badgers helmet out today? I saw you up for the uh, 100 days scavenger hunt for Wisconsin football. Did you find the golden ticket, Robbie? Family got up and early. Uh, yeah, we, we, we did okay, Evo. I, I, I took a couple kids in the neighborhood, went bouncing around. Um, by me in Waukesha, all 100 helmets were uh, placed at one specific park. And tell me you got them uh, all. A, a huge park. Uh, yeah, they were, they, were, they were spread everywhere, and, and we definitely got ours, Evo, and then we actually bought a couple more than you're, you know, you're supposed to get one per person, so... We found a couple extras and actually gave them to some kids and families and stuff that didn't have any. And well, that's nice of you. Like that. Well, Rob, let well, me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Again, we, we, were, we were very fortunate, Evo, because we, you know, like, like I said, we, we went to the right park and we got there at the right time. And, um, you know, I, I kind of thought they'd be spread all over town. I didn't think they'd all be at uh, one park, <laughs> which is which, which which is where they were. And uh, so yeah, we, we we were lucky. We got ours, and then you know I had a, had a handful of extra ones and, and kind of gave well, Rob, the, the fam, families we saw with young kids. Two questions at hand here. Um, first of all, well, one's a statement. We know the guy that went out and did the Waukesha one, Brian Lucas. Uh, he had oh. to, he had to get there at like three a.m. <laughs> So he's walking around a park in the dark with like a Santa sack, dropping off all these helmets everywhere. So we didn't want anyone to call the police on him. So maybe he was like, you know, maybe he just wanted to go back to bed. But Robbie, when you found these extra helmets before you gave them to other families and children, did you check the prize before you gave them off? Well, you know, you know, what's funny. Because I would have. yeah, we, we like I said, we kind of had a group and we had multiple drivers and stuff like that. And uh, the kids were really fired up and they had pals going with them and stuff like that. Um, 
and we were at different parks kind of across town. No, we, we did not check to answer your question. What? Uh, all of what all if you gave them. away Ohio State tickets? I don't I don't think that's probably what is going to have happened. Evo, what I was told is that the, the tickets mostly um, or almost all, and maybe Brian Lucas will tell you something different, was going to come in the first three home games: the uh, the Buffalo, the Georgia Southern, and hey, um, one of our listeners. Rutgers. One of our listeners Rutgers. in Madison found Iowa tickets, Wisconsin Iowa tickets. That's amazing. Well, good good for them. You know, we probably gave away Ohio State Iowa tickets, Rob. We gave away Ohio State, or if we said, you know, gave away whatever, you know, uh, Iowa, or Nebraska home, I forget. I think they are, you know. Rob. If, if we gave away some of those along the way, that that's just life. Everybody everybody who was in our little party had a helmet, Evo, and that, that was kind of the plan. If you gave away Ohio State tickets, Rob, I don't think I could ever forgive you, man. You and I could have just gone torn it up for that game. It's wow. like when you buy a pull tab for someone and they hit, like, the 250. It's like you feel bad for giving them that one. It's like, can I get some of that money? I tell you what, right after you and I talked last week, I, I locked it on my season ticket, so <laughs> we're, 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 we're good either way. Buddy. All right, good, we're, all right, good. We're very, we're very fortunate in this family. All right, Robbie, speaking of good, or maybe the lack thereof good, Green Bay Packers style, uh, OTAs, uh, they had yesterday off back at it today, and then they go dark till, what, I think the 30th for the next OTA practice. Uh, how much do we buy in to, I'm seeing all these Jordan Love struggling, miscues, some incompletions, some interceptions uh, almost from like a divine. Andre Campbell, as Matt LaFleur went all unscripted uh, for the second OTA. How much do we buy into this of uh, being good or bad for one Jordan Love? Oh, three out of ten at least, maybe a little higher um, along the way, Evo. And, and yeah, you know, I, I I was there Tuesday. It, it wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination if <laughs> You know, if, if 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 that was the only time you've ever seen Jordan Love play quarterback, you'd be remarkably scared about the the season upcoming. But Uh-oh. but again, um, you know, they, they they did have an OTA Monday. A few of the guys in the locker room afterwards told me he was he was better on Monday than he than he was Tuesday. Keep in mind these variables too. I mean, it Love was not sharp by any stretch uh, of the imagination, Evo, but. You know, but on, on top of it, he he was running with a lot of young guys. They did, they didn't have the left tackle and the left guard. Bakhtiari and Jenkins didn't show up. Um, you know, for for Tuesday's OTA, along with several other uh, you know, high-priced veterans along the way that you would have liked to have seen there. So his, you know, the the, the group around him was incredibly young, and and obviously that's going to be the case. You know, once we get to September, but we've talked about it on the show before. It it is going to take some time before they before he gets in sync and uh, you know totally up up to speed with the guys he's going to play with. Um, it, it was like that. Like we were talking about afterwards. It, it, was, it was a red zone, um, you know, type of a day, and you know, inside the twenty, which is which is a really hard day for the offense, especially unscripted. They were. They, they were running a lot of things that, that they hadn't practiced or hadn't, you know, even gone over in the classroom before Evo. So, you know, I, again, it, it's May. People are going to get worked up. Evo, you're, you're going to see this through training camp. You know, people, you know, Love's going to have a day or two along the way in training camp where he throws three interceptions, you know, on, on a given Wednesday, and then the world's going to going to go go crazy and freak out about it. We we saw it all last summer, guys, that, you know, the defense dominated 
the Aaron Rodgers-led offense in, in training camp, largely because Rodgers wasn't up to speed with his guys. And, and we all talked about, oh, this is going to be a top three, a top five defense, things like that, which wasn't the case at all. The mm-hmm. offense ended up by the end of the season, you know, being not great, but it was, was certainly getting better. It's, it's going to be a work in progress, guys. We, we, we've talked about this before, and I think Love is going to have, you know, a lot of days with, with, with some ups and downs. It, it, but, but what they're going to strive for more than anything, guys, is consistency. I wouldn't freak out too much about the fact he had a, he had a rough practice in May, but it obviously also wasn't, you know, what they want to see as a coaching staff. Rob Rashel joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media, and a proud owner of many Badger helmets now, many helmets. Rob, how, how sturdy are those helmets, by the way? Are they, are they, they got some sturdiness to them? Like they're that good plastic, like the, like the ones we have here in the studio that are like the size of a softball? Yeah, you know what? I don't even have one with me right now, Evo. The kids and all their pals. Oh, you're too kind. Cool. You're too nice. Yeah, they, they, they all took them to school. But they, they certainly looked like they, you know, had, uh, you know, had, had a nice level of sturdiness to them. They, they were impressive. I, I said, I said a couple of these are going to the man cave. So, oh, nice. Hell yeah. Uh, Hey. Yeah, yeah. You know, kudos to I'll just say this: kudos to Bucky. Um, you know, for for putting on an event like that. And when when, when we left our park this morning, Evo at probably six thirty or something like that, there had to be a hundred people running around looking for these helmets that were largely gone. I'd assume, you know, probably mm-hmm. ninety of the hundred had been found. But but what a night! But what a cool concept and a nice way to build up. You know, even more momentum for the upcoming national championship season. Yeah, Rob, speaking of momentum and building things up, and uh, I think the guy's kind of a schlep, but I'm going to give him some kudos here. Uh, just how things were handled in 2018 and firing Mike McCarthy, uh, comments made about Aaron Rodgers, and just kind of his overall doofus demeanor. I will give kudos to one Mark Murphy, Packers president and CEO, of building up Titletown and now securing the NFL draft in Green Bay. How huge is this? Uh, for A, the legacy of Mark Murphy, and B, I guess, just Green Bay and the, the Packers in Wisconsin in general. Well, yeah, I, let, let's take it a step farther, Evo, not just Green Bay. You know, probably probably Madison, probably Milwaukee, certainly, you know, down to Appleton and Oshkosh and, you know, over to Sun Prairie and, and places like that. At the end of the day, Green Bay will not even have, have close to enough hotel rooms, you know, to, to, to house a quarter million people, which is, which is the number they're they're expecting at least, you know, uh, Kansas City, Vegas, the last couple of places were over three hundred thousand people for the weekend. Um, they had the hotel space in 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 those towns. Green Bay doesn't, you know. We, we've talked about it before on, on the show, Evo. Mark Murphy's reign as as the Packers president will end in the summer of twenty twenty five when he turns seventy. This is obviously the spring of 2025. It's the NFL saying to him, um, you know, thanks for everything you've done. You've been on a hundred committees along the way. You've, you've done a lot of positive things for the league. Obviously some nice things, you know, in, inside of Green Bay. And I know you don't love the guy, Evo, but from a business <laughs> and a financial, from a business and a financial. Oh yeah, totally, thing, totally. You know, he, 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 he absolutely exceeded what any of his predecessors had done. Um, you know, in inside of Packer football, I mean, Bob Harlan is undoubtedly the gold standard, the greatest president they've ever, they've ever had over there, and things like that. But, but you know, Mark Murphy took it up a step, certainly on the on the business side of things. Harlan was was untouchable, I think, across the board when you look at you know the the rebirth of football and, and what he did, finding Ron Wolf and later Brett Favre and things like that. We um, Bob Harlan largely saved football in Green Bay. Um, 
you know, but, but, but again, Mark Murphy on the business side did, did an amazing, uh, had an amazing tenure, Evo. You know, he, he really did. And, and this is the going away present that Roger Goodell and the NFL are, are, are giving Green Bay. And, and it, it, it should be thrilling, uh, guys, guys for the entire state. I think, I think what you'll see, you know, is, is, is a lot of people. They'll obviously come in that Thursday night for the first night of the draft and then they'll, They'll drive back to wherever, you know, it is they stayed. Let's, you know, let's say again, it's Brookfield or Middleton or, or somewhere like that. You know, there's going to be a lot of people with two hour drives back to their hotel. And then you're going to just see not again, not just in Green Bay, but you're going to see a local boom, you know, across, across Madison, across Milwaukee, uh, you know, across Waukesha County, maybe, you know, maybe even Washington County and Ozaukee and, and places like that. Then where the next day, People will be off playing golf. People will be at the union. People will be, you know, yeah. drinking and, and eating at all the at all these local pubs, and then and then head back to Green Bay Friday night for yeah. round two of the draft, yeah. where it's going to be a circus, and they'll you know wash, rinse, and repeat, and do it again on that Saturday. Rob, Evo. so Rob, there, Evo, there are going to be people that come to town for a week. You know, things Hell like yeah. that. You, Evo, Evo, you remember the you, you remember the Badger LSU game in what was it about twenty sixteen? Rob, yes, of course at Lambeau. Yes, I, I know you do, right? I mean that 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 event lit up the state for a week because the LSU people were so terrific in terms of travel. You know that that they spread their money all over the state for the better part of seven days. Now now multiply that by five or whatever the number's going to wind up being. This is again personally, Evo. I don't love it because every night when I go to the draft, I'm going to have to weave my way through, <laughs> you know, five times or a hundred times the traffic, you know, over in, in Little Green Bay instead of just pulling up to Lambeau Field and, and walking right in. I mean, once I get to Green Bay, I might have a 90 minute drive just to get down on night or something like that, Evo. None of us know how, how insane that, that this is all going to turn out, but obviously, you know, from from the Packer perspective and, and from the local economy, it, it's just it's terrific news well, for everybody. Rob, I saw like so. Deadspin was once cool, like a decade plus ago. It was you know, it's just awful now. It's terrible. I saw this headline from the awful Green Bay announced as host location of 2025 NFL Draft. It's a whole article about how terrible it is a decision to have the draft in Green Bay. How how all these other cities would be so much better. Are these people like? Do they hate the common man? There's nothing better than Green Bay, Wisconsin, or like a town in Wisconsin where you can experience supper clubs, the Midwest nice people grilling in their front yards, letting you park in their yards, offering you beer, <laughs> offering you a brat, letting you use their bathroom, partying in their, their yard, uh, just everyone showing you around. Like, oh, go check out this shop, or go check out this bar, go check out this supper club, the Midwest nice. Rob, what would you rather do? Be in a congested city, uh, getting mugged and robbed and shot and stepping on needles, or would you rather be in a nice little environment like Green Bay, Wisconsin, suburbia, plopped down right by an NFL stadium? How beautiful is that? These people that like bag on Wisconsin and the cities drive me absolutely nuts. Maybe it's just me, though. Well, there are people who obviously have never been here, right, Evo? And and, and there are also people, and you outlined a lot of, that, you know, a lot of things that uh, – you know, us Wisconsinites do to be nice people. Hope, hopefully when, when those deadspin folks show up or if, if they show up, people don't treat them quite as nicely. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's, it, 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 it's a terrific, uh, you, you know me. I, you, you, you could, you could, you could let me go out and sell this state across the, uh, across the country. I, I, lo- I love the state, Evo. I, yeah. I think there's a million, th- a million fun things to do. 
And um, and 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 this is going to be an incredible, not just three three night deal, Evo. This is going to be a remarkable week. Totally, I think just just for the state in general. And um, you know, you, you already outlined some things. I mean, people that bang on the state, Evo, that they, they, they look at it and they say, "Oh, look at look at this." The day started out sixty one degrees and it ended up twenty nine. Right? We, we know you can have all. Well, you you can have all four seasons, you know, in inside a twenty four hour window in Wisconsin. People people scream whatever that there's not enough to do and things like that. And guys like us that live here have, have found plenty to do. It's it's uh, again, I, I I I think this I think this is wonderful for the league. And and you you hit the key word I think Evo common man. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's it still is a pretty unique and, and pretty fun story that the Packers yeah, yeah. even have a football team. And now that they'll be, you know, now that they'll be hosting a draft is, is even more exciting. Rob, absolutely incredible. I can't wait for all to unfold. Do you think there'd ever be a Super Bowl in Green Bay or is that? Um... No, that, that I, that I don't think you will see just due to the weather in general. Evo. And I know you've had one in Minnesota and stuff like that, but I, I think the combination of the weather and the Super Bowl make it pretty unlikely Evo. Um, do I remember right when Minnesota had that? Right, they obviously had the dome um, and and things like that. That you know, it, it's become corporate America evil, right? Mm-hmm. We we know that. The, you know, ninety percent of people that 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 go you know that go to the Super Bowl, um, you know, are again they're not your common man. No. They're, they're they're given to them by their companies and corporations, and if, for the most part, evil. Those those aren't folks that are going to want to sit outside. Those aren't in, in 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 whatever it is the first week of February. Those aren't folks that uh, you know are going to want to come to Green Bay at that time of year because again, there probably isn't that much to do in terms of a party scene yeah. compared to what you'd find in in Miami or, or, or different or kind of LA party, different Diego. kind of party. So, long story short, Evo on, on that one, no, I think I think everything just lined up here perfectly with Murphy going away at the right time or going away in general, and, and he's kind of beat on that drum yeah. for a while. And, and and again, kudos to Mark Murphy. He did a lot of good things you know, inside the league during his tenure there, and, and uh, this is Roger Goodell's way of saying thanks. So, Robbie, real quick before I let you go, I got Tina Turner playing underneath you, by the way. Uh, what's love? Uh, what's love got to do with it? You know, Jordan Love? A little, little you know, play of words here. Love in the oh, Packers, love in the Packers, Robbie, or Fickle Era and the Badgers. Which one trips your trigger more, Robbie? Which one are you more excited for as we uh, near the football season? Wow, that's a tough one. Wow. That's pretty good. You know, I've been looking. Uh, you know, um, I've been, it's tough. I've, been, I've been all in on on change at quarterback in Green Bay for for quite some time, but the, there aren't a lot of bigger badger boosters than me so i'm gonna i'm gonna say fickle by a nose evo um but it, I'll, I'll just say this 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 is a this reminds me a lot of the seasons we have coming up of the early 90s and i, I know you guys either weren't here or you were in diapers you were you, you you were pups but you know the early 90s barry alvarez taking over and kind of leading the rebirth of a badger football and brett Favre showing up uh, you know, with with obviously uh, Ron Wolf and Mike Holmgren and later Reggie White and that whole remarkable cast of characters in Green Bay to kind of resurrect football. I, I I just I think these are exciting times, amazingly exciting in both cities, and uh, what we're, we're going to just have an, an incredibly fun fall, guys. Rob, always fun with you Thursdays at eight twenty. Much love, brother. Forbes.com, Conley Media. Enjoy those mini helmets, okay, Robbie. 
All right, we will uh, we will do our best. You guys have a have a great weekend, and uh, you too, Ravi. You know, hopefully, the Brewers can keep shutting people out for you. Let's hope so. 